Happy October, everyone, and welcome to National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. This year's theme is Own It, Secure It, Protect It. And a little bit about NCSAM, again, National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. It is in its 16th year and is supported by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, the National Cybersecurity Alliance, multiple state and local governments, and many wonderful folks and companies in the private sector. My company, Avari Cyber, which supports this podcast, is a NCSAM champion for the second year in a row. This whole month is meant to raise awareness of the importance of cybersecurity. As you know, that's what this podcast is about. I will talk a little bit more about NCSAM after bit, but for the topics this week, there were some troubling stories that I came across this past week from within the U.S. and actually from the European Union, and really they're about government bodies and individuals in the government or associated with government pushing social media companies, specifically Facebook and Twitter, to delete offensive or what somebody has deemed quote-unquote offensive posts about government officials and political parties pushing to suspend a political rival's account. Let me tell you, this is a dangerous and slippery slope that we are facing. And again, I'll get a little bit into it more here after a bit. But it is my opinion that this is as dangerous, if not more dangerous, than what the Democrats are accusing Trump of doing with, quote-unquote, pressuring the Ukraine government into looking into Hunter Biden's doings and what role you know Joe Biden may have had into that. But anyway, good afternoon from the racing capital of the world, Speedway, Indiana. My name is Nick Sturgeon, your host, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Cyber.Now podcast. This is episode 64, and we are here to teach you about technology, cybersecurity, politics, and policy. I want to thank our show sponsor, Delta Research. I cannot thank them enough for their support. I also want to thank all of you who are listening right now to this episode for taking time out of your day. As I mention every episode, time is the one resource that we do not get back and are not guaranteed. I really appreciate you you spending that valuable resource on this podcast. For those of you who are first-time listeners, thank you for tuning in. It is my goal to keep you coming back week in and week out. If you are a returning listener, your continued support is extremely appreciated. Outside of listening, I ask only a couple of simple things, and that's if you find this show's content valuable. Please share the show with your network, subscribe, rate, review, and go sign up for the mailing list at cybernowpod.com for all the latest news and insights and behind-the-scenes information. Okay, as I mentioned, October is National Cybersecurity Awareness Month, and this year's theme is Own It, Secure It, Protect It, and just a little bit more in-depth. When they talk about owning it, it's never click and tell and staying safe on media or social media update your privacy settings on 
all of your stuff, cell phones, your email, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, making sure you're going in and setting up to the appropriate security levels. Also, keep your laptops and apps up to date because what will happen is as security flaws are being identified and addressed, those updates to correct the security issues come down in those app updates. In Secure-It, that's basically, let's talk about passwords. And instead of using 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, or ABC, or QWERTY, or some of these other really commonly used passwords, use things like a strong password generator. Also use password managers. Turn on multi-factor authentication. Google has one that's free. There's all sorts of them out there, but if you're looking for one that's free, either Google Authenticator or the Microsoft Authenticator is out there. And a lot of companies, online stores are using or having that ability to set up multi-factor authentication. Make sure when you're going to websites, especially e-commerce sites, it has the little lock or it says HTTPS. This means the connection is encrypted. And then protect it. Don't just go to your banking site when you're at Panera Bread or McDonald's or Starbucks and using their public Wi-Fi because that stuff can be easily compromised by a bad guy. If you have the ability, use a VPN. There's some services here recently that have come out that allows you to set up a VPN. Some of them are good since <laughs> there's no free ads on this show. I'm not getting into a product review by any means. And then I put out on social media yesterday on the on my Facebook page the Speedway community policing group and the Speedway Police Department had a shred it day. And I know it was one of many across Indianapolis. And I, I'm guessing that other communities across the U.S. probably had these shred it days as well. But take your old financial records or even your old hard drives to one of these professional services and make sure that the paper copies and the digital copies are properly destroyed. I actually saw a post on a Facebook page, it's IT Nightmares, that just this morning where a guy found a box of old three and a half floppies that when he put it up had financial records from this company just sitting out in the open. I mean, that's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So make sure that you're doing what you can by own it, secure it, and protect it. So the folks at National Cybersecurity Alliance and the staysafeonline.org website has a ton of valuable resources for you and your company about how to stay safe when you are online. And if you are a part of a company that wants to get involved in the National Cybersecurity Awareness Month, hey, there's still time. We are at the beginning of the month. There's still time for you to participate. There's things that you can download to distribute out to your company 
on a wide different or wide range of topics on things like fishing and social media on things that you can do there just promote it have messaging to uh, for your social media accounts print resources there's a family tech talk here a thing that you can download i mean it is a lot of work and hey since it's partially paid for by your tax money you might as well take advantage of it as well since you know there is no such thing as a free lunch our tax paying our tax dollars did go to help support this so might as well get at least some value in back or back from the federal government on this so anyway i think we have talked about nc sam enough for this episode i will be providing links to all of the resources in the show notes so go check that out we'll be periodically throughout the weeks talking and and pushing some of this information for your benefit as i mentioned at the top of the show there were a handful of stories and all of them from thehill.com that I thought were extremely troubling. And I, really, they all kind of have a similar link, and I will talk about the link as we get through them. I won't read each article verbatim. The show would be probably an hour and a half in length if I did that. So I, I want to hit the highlights of each one of these articles and talk about the common theme. And Three of the articles are from here in the U.S. One is in the EU. And I, as we get into the EU, I do think that the precedent that this sets is dangerous. And especially when you add what the three articles about the U.S. stuff is going on raises a lot of cause for concern. So let's actually just talk into or talk about the, the articles from the U.S. Again, they're all very similar in nature. This first one is called, or the article is titled, DNC accuses Facebook of allowing Trump to mislead the American people, which it's kind of funny that now, you know, not only are the, the Democrats going after Trump, but this is in addition to them going after Facebook and the uh, the Russians and how if you look at the narrative that they're trying to spin and some of the liberal media is trying to spin about Trump's connection to the Russians that this really kind of falls in line with that I think it's just the next evolution building the case Trump collusion with Russia you know Facebook being used by the Russians for swaying the 2016 election results and then also that campaign that I'm sure that they're going to be talking about more and more coming into the 2020 election. So real quick, the top of this article, the Democratic Democratic National Committee, DNC, is accusing Facebook of allowing President Trump to, quote, mislead the American people without facing any consequences. DNC CEO Seema Nanda made the allegations in a Tuesday interview with CNN 
just a week after the tech giant announced that it would not remove posts or advertisements from politicians if they have violated the company's uh, community rules. Which, as a side note, I don't have a problem with Facebook having these rules and enforcing those rules. I have a problem with it being inconsistent or the enforcement of the rules being inconsistent. But what I also have a major problem with is whether it's the DNC, RNC, or even the LP going after and trying to silence their political rivals. I I think there's a problem with that. Fundamentally, I understand that they're they view this as a some major type of competition and they want to have a leg up over that competition. But I think it, it really causes problems. And I think that that's one of the main tie-ins that we'll get into in the uh, story about the EU. But anyway, we go through here. We know that Trump has an utter disregard for the truth, she said, which is her opinion. Um, and I think this is, gets into a little bit of the root problem from my position of why this is such a dangerous thing. Quote, social media platforms have a responsibility to protect our democracy and counter disinformation online. This is a serious, serious missed opportunity by Facebook, Nanda said. Well, no, I don't think that Facebook or Twitter has a responsibility to protect our democracy. One, we're not in a democracy. We're in a constitutional republic. Not a democracy. She's completely off base there. Facebook has, even though they are an American company, and one could argue that there's some corporate community responsibility there, but I think the the issue here is is more about the disinformation that's on there or the these bots and the security risk that it has to its user base not necessarily to protect democracy. So I I know that's probably going to tick off a lot of you out there, but no, I don't think Facebook has a responsibility to protect our democracy. We as individuals have that re- responsibility. And again, it's not about democracy. It's about protecting our constitutional republic. It's about us doing and maintaining that responsibility, not a company, which just is a bunch of people put together going for a common good or for common purpose and you know there's a lot of uh, things within this article about what trump has been doing and all of the the allegations about you know trump's quote-unquote uh lying and his rhetoric and the political speech yada 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 but so we have that and then we get into the next two articles, which are very similar as far as the kind of nature. They're both about Senator Kamala Harris. And this first one is Harris presses Twitter to, quote, do something over Trump's coup tweet. Senator Kamala Harris, Democrat California, a 2020 presidential candidate, pressed Twitter to, quote, do something over President Trump using the social media platform to compare his impeachment inquiry to a quote-unquote coup. Harris called on Twitter uh, co-founder and CEO Jack Dorsey to take action Tuesday after Trump ramped up his attack 
on the White House impeachment inquiry into his alleged election interference. Quote, hey, at Jack, time to do something about this, Harris tweeted in response to Trump's earlier message. Twitter declined to comment when contacted by The Hill. Harris, Harris's tweet comes a day after her Monday push for the platform to suspend Trump's account. She told CNN Harris or Anderson Cooper that Twitter should suspend the president's account based on his attack on lawmakers and a whistleblower who alleged the president solicited foreign interference, blah, blah, blah. So the theme here, again, is you, you're seeing these campaign rivals going and trying to have the social media company do something about their rival. Instead of attacking or, and attack may be the wrong word, but after, or instead of countering or coming out with a better argument or position against the the rival, oh, let's just silence them. Let's have social media or the social media account or company silence them. And not only is Harris going after Donald Trump, but she is going after another candidate, but this time happens to be also one of the the many Democratic candidates for president. And this next article, again by The Hill, is titled Harris Spokesman Calls Out Gabbard for or Over Pushback on Call to Suspend Trump Twitter Account. Again, need to talk about the first one for this one to make any sense. A spokesman for Senator Kamala Harris, again, Democrat California, on Wednesday, lashed out at fellow Democratic presidential hopeful Representative Tulsi Gabbard, Democrat Hawaii, after the Congresswoman criticizes Harris's or criticized Harris' call on Twitter to suspend Trump's account, Harris's National Press Secretary in Sam's tweeted a response to Gabbard's assertion that a suspension of Trump's account would violate the First Amendment, which I actually agree with Tulsi on this one, uh, saying that she was using the same talking points as personalities on Fox News. Quote, this was the exact talking point at Fox News personalities were promulgating on air all day yesterday, Sam's tweeted. And they have the link here. Let me see if I can play this video um, from Tulsi here, just to hear it in her own words. Uh, no. I think freedom of speech is something that is an important uh, foundational right uh, in our democracy. Um, I think that the things that are coming from Donald Trump are things that are inciting a lot of divisiveness in our country, though, and this is one of the many reasons uh, why I believe it's important that voters vote to defeat Donald Trump. We, we did, on a serious note, though, we can't, we can't just uh, cancel or shut down or silence those who we disagree with or who hold different views or who, who say things even that, that we strongly disagree with or abhor. These freedoms and principles enshrined in our Constitution are things that we have to take very seriously. Uh, I and, and so many others who wear the uniform of this country are willing to give our lives to protect and defend this freedom of speech even for those who are saying things that we disagree with. Tulsi's response is spot on. We cannot try to silence our political rivals or those who we disagree with. That is the fundamental principle of the First Amendment. And it's especially 
troubling when we hear this silencing push from one of our political quote-unquote leaders, that being Ms. Kamala Harris or anybody else from the government. Because if they're willing to do it over or to their political rivals, they're willing to do it to anybody. It is a dangerous, dangerous place to be when we start talking about silencing folks on the internet. Internet is the place that was built for the exchange of information, the exchange of thoughts. And we as individuals have to be adult enough to tone or tune out those that we do not agree with. And we're going to have to hear things that we may not agree with. But maybe, just maybe, some of those things that we don't agree with may actually change our thought processes. We may not come completely over to the quote-unquote other side, but we learn, we grow, we get better. And that is one of the great things about the internet is it allows us to have so much information at our hands. And thank God for Facebook and Google and these other companies that were smart enough to and took on the risk to put these platforms out there for us to connect and be able to have these exchanges of ideas. But we as individuals have to be adult enough to hear some things that we may not like. We may not like hearing some really nasty, derogatory things being said. But that's a beautiful thing. If somebody's saying that, we can tune them out. We can remove them from our Facebook account, friends. We just don't have to listen to it. That's on us. But we should not be forcing these companies to delete or suspend these accounts just because they're saying things that we disagree with. Now, this last article from The Hill is titled Top EU Court Rules That Facebook Can Be Forced to Remove Some Material. And this, I think, is the culmination of how dangerous that movement that we've talked about from the DNC to Kamala Harris, now to this EU court, and even the potential ramifications since Facebook is an American company. And depending on where the data actually is stored, and we'll get into whom this article is specifically about in this case that they're talking about, it, it's it, the precedent could be completely unnerving from a U.S. constitutional standpoint. The article reads, The European Union's highest court Thursday ruled that lower courts in Europe can order Facebook to remove user comments that have been declared illegal. Because, you know, the government. The ruling follows a case brought to an Austrian court by a former politician. See a common theme here? I do! Who demanded Facebook to take down a post concerning her that the court said was harmful to her reputation and was public for any user to see. Well, by golly, we don't want our politicians' feelings to get hurt, you know, because that just would be totally wrong. Quote, EU law does not preclude a host provider like Facebook from being ordered to remove identical and in certain circumstance equivalent comments previously declared to be illegal, the European Court of Justice said in a statement. 
Quote, in addition, EU law does not preclude such an injunction from producing effects worldwide within the framework of the relevant international law. The court explained that host providers like Facebook are not liable for stored information if they are unaware of its illegal nature or if they swiftly or if it swiftly removes it, but that exemption does not prevent courts from ordering the host to take it down or disable access to such post. You see where that gets a little sticky there? An injunction from producing effects worldwide. How are you going to tell me that EU law supersedes First Amendment Constitution protections here in the U.S.? And this is where hate speech or other limitations on speech, even in the U.S., are very dangerous. The court order also prohibits any requirement that a host monitor information it stores or actively seek out facts or circumstances, quote, indicating illegal activity. The enforcement of defamation libel and privacy laws vary from country to country, underscoring the difficulty of creating universal standards in the EU. Critics warned before the court's decision that letting a single nation order a host to delete material could limit free speech. Yeah, you think it could? It absolutely will limit free speech. And that implementing such a plan or plan could require the use of automatic content filters, which will be expensive for companies to uh, implement. Anyway, Facebook quickly came out against the ruling, said in a statement to the New York Times that it quote, raises critical questions about freedom of expression and the role that the internet company should play in monitoring, interpreting, and removing speech that might be legal in any particular country. Quote, it also opens the door to obligations being imposed on internet companies to proactively monitor content and then interpret it if it is, quote, equivalent to content that has been found to be illegal, the company's statement said. Facebook did not immediately respond to the request for comment from the Hill. Because if I am in a country where talking out against my political leaders is illegal, or if I am in a country like the U.S. where that speech is highly protected, but make a comment about a political leader in another country on a post of somebody who is in that other country, is that illegal and should a European court be able to force Facebook to, or actually let me step back a second. If I make that statement about a political leader in a country where the speaking out of against a politician is illegal, does that court have the ability to come over to the U S and demand Facebook or Twitter or other social media companies to remove said speech against a political leader of some other country. And that is dangerous, absolutely dangerous. And the precedent it sets, especially with some in this country, let's do everything that Europe is doing. No, let's not. We're in the U.S. Let's not do everything that Europe is doing. But really, to sum all of this up, it's about the freedom of expression. It's about the freedom of speech and to be able to come out against 
our politicians if we disagree with them. It's about our politicians to be able to come out against their the people they're running against. If your ideas are true and they're the best, they will be on they will come out on top and they will resonate with the people. If you're spewing a bunch of garbage and telling lies, people will catch whiff of that or wind of that and know that that is completely BS. But let your ideas and your policy plans or the things that you want to do stand on their own. And if they're crap, then they're crap. Don't force Facebook or other companies to go after your political rival just because you don't like what they say or maybe your plans aren't as good as theirs and oh well you know what since I can't come up with better ideas well let's shut down my political rival and as I stated earlier it is on us to protect our constitutional republic it's on us to protect our way of life not some other company And with that, we are going to call this show a wrap. Thank you all so much for listening in. I really do hope you enjoyed it. I know I kind of pushed a few different articles there together, but I I really think it's important that I talked about that on the show this week because it just happened boom, 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 one right after another. And I typically don't like to just use... This a source for or a single source on one thing, but the hill just happened to have all of those just right there. So I'll have links to all of that in the show notes. But I want to thank our sponsor, Delta Research, for supporting the show. And again, if you want to join in on the conversation, go to the show's webpage at cybernowpod.com, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to get a hold of me directly, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore Polititech or email me at nick at the Polititech.com. Finally, if you think this show is worthy, go to iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting platform to subscribe, rate, review, and don't forget to share the show. If you guys do all of that, I promise I will be back again next time to do this thing once more. Until then, have a great week. Talk to you soon.